Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. It's good to be with you every evening. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, I'm the Water Boy. Fight Laugh Feast Magazine. You guys subscribed? Are, yes. you, are you subscribed? I actually are you subscribed? Kinda am. I'm, I'm trying to be subscribed. I am absolutely subscribed. <laughs> Our Fight Laugh Feast magazine is a quarterly issue. I have issue no choice. The packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini, no ice. Speaking of which, I haven't had a Balvini in a little while. No, we, we do. Somebody to, get Pat to tell me something to We drink. don't water down our scotch. <laughs> Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends or enemies mm. who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. Mm. Every quarter, we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. Facts. Our magazine yeah. includes cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter, sprinkled throughout the glossy pages, and more. Sign up today at flfnetwork.com. Just go to the shop. And subscribe. Yeah. That's like a forever it, long. I don't know why. Like, why is that address? I mean, I got I slash dash slash dash. Just slash, go to shop. Just go to shop. Shop. And what is it now? And, and this is a mini book like experience yes. with a variety of offers on uh, authors, offers and offers and offers on uh, with a, a bunch of authors and and on one topic or a series yeah. of topics. But there's and like recipes. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about songs. putting my my, my, bar, my brisket recipe in there. Yeah. You know, okay. on one of the magazines. Run that by the editors. Yeah. I think we need to have. A cookoff before we do so. What's the website we should, again? We so it's just go to flfnetwork.com and then yep, click on right. shop. Okay. I think that's the right word, right? You go on shop and yep, you scroll down. Correct. You'll see the magazine. The latest issue was on the politics of six day creation. Yeah, a fight yeah. we need to have. Just, so, I mean, just yeah. just to give you kind of a, a flavor of what we're doing. Yeah. It has political. And, and I opened that uh, magazine up and I said, if if you don't have a theology of six day creation, you're already going liberal. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go. Uh, I, I said Boom. I said if you don't have six day creation, you're already gone woke. Ooh, and it's mm. and you don't have your your uh, your exegesis is not straight. Mm. White white straight, not not straight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. I, I don't even know. Either. Either. I don't even know. Keep it going. It is not hard to find the racists these days. Really, they are the ones limiting your freedom, particularly. Ooh. The freedom that allows you to love your neighbor well, starting with your closest neighbor, your family. These racists, in case you haven't been able to hear them, they sound like this. I'm going to mention these 10 bills. Number one, no longer will an 18-year-old be able to purchase a semi-automatic weapon or requiring a permit to purchase that and raise in the age of 21. Number two. No longer will the threat of causing mass harm to others go unpunished. No longer will large-scale ammunition magazines be legal in the state of New York. No longer will we allow the sale of body vests and armor to those who don't need them for work. Body armor. And will now require data sharing and reporting by law enforcement to state and federal databases. Believe it or not, that wasn't happening before. And as I mentioned, we're going to require semi-automatic pistols to be micro-stepped to help police solve the crimes. And in the state of New York, we're now requiring social media networks to monitor and report hateful conduct on their platforms. And now we're gonna continue focusing on this. We're gonna establish a task force on social media and violent extremism to investigate the role of social media in promoting domestic terror. And just as I did by executive action within days of the Buffalo shooting, we are by law, 
making our red flag laws even stronger. And finally, just for all those manufacturers and criminals who think you can get a step ahead of us, we are amending the definition of firearms to include what they call AOWs, any other weapons. We've got it all covered, my friends. Wow. What this a list. is wow. the unelected governor of New York. That's she right. is doing a fantastic job filling in for her previous tyrant of New York. Man, she's, yeah. she's giving Cuomo she a run is, for his money. Uh, um, she's like, hold my beer. Um, yesterday, she outlawed body armor, as you can hear, is one of the 10 strict new gun laws that New Yorkers have. You know, you would think with body armor... It protects people from getting shot by bullets. You kind of want someone to have that. Kind of like a, don't you have a backpack from one of our sponsors, Armor Republic, that has body armor? You would think, yeah, cross politics. So you would think that they, as the government, would want children, if you have government schools, to be safe. This happens right here when you forget and when we forget who we actually are. We are not the type of people who have lords or masters. We are the type of people who are equals with our leaders. And not only equals, but our leaders serve us. They are, they are not more important than we are. They are us. We get the same stuff that they get, and, and we forget that this is a metaphysic issue. The type of people that we actually are and what we are for. We do things like allow leaders like Joe Biden and Hochul here, safeties, that we ourselves don't have. Right. We are the type of people that are made in the image of God to protect the image in our neighbors from foreign or domestic threats. You think she has security guards? Oh, you better. She had, right standing next to her. Do you, do you think they have a, a you know. A, her signing lady has security guards. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's the kind of people that they Right, are. right. And, 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 and that's and, the question. Somebody needs to raise their hand and say, wait a second. Or do we have what you have? Yeah, exactly. Because what they're saying is that we are some sort of different people than you are. Right, mm -hmm. right. And that's right. that's a metaphysical breakdown She's at the also, end of the day. She, she also it's said in one of those clips, she says, um, if you don't need them. Right. So I think the answer probably like, oh, now, 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 now. <laughs> now, you don't need them. We need them. That's right. Because we're important people. We're important people. And we're here to protect you. And you right. aren't. Yeah. When you hear gun legislation... You should hear the sound of slave chains. Ooh. The sound is familiar to your forefathers who were free men in the colony of Virginia. Virginia told them in 1664, free blacks can't own firearms. And yes, I said that right. For 60 years, car accidents were the number one cause of death of children. That was not okay with us, so we took action. We passed laws. We made cars safer. We mandated seatbelts. Yeah, we took away the freedom to ride in a car without a seatbelt. It was a very big deal when it happened. But people adapt. They got used to it. Ugh. And guess what? We saved the lives of thousands of children. So it was clearly worth it. And now guns are the leading cause of their death. We know what we have to do. And this is a crisis, the scale of which requires a national response at the federal level and from each and every state. Hear those oh, chains? Yeah. Hear oh, those chains? Real quick here to clarify. So she said there's um, been all these deaths and, tra and accidents have gotten better. Well, one of the things that's been compared recently is they're saying 
or Biden said this, um, a bunch of news outlets in the last week have said this, that um, there used to be more children would die from car wrecks than from gun deaths, and that flipped in 2020. So they're now saying that gun deaths are the, the <coughs> biggest killer for children mm. as they would define it. But right. what they did was they're playing with the data. Okay. And it, the analysis used to be ages 1 through 17. Okay. Um, so gun deaths, car wrecks, ages 1 through 17. They extended the analysis to include 18 and 19-year-olds. Oh. And 18 and 19-year-olds um, basically equal the amount of gun deaths that happened between 18 and 19-year-old is the same that happened from 1 to 17-year-olds. <laughs> That's how they right. got that number. Right. So and manipulate. Now, well, we know this from COVID, right? right. Should we yeah, they're manipulating the data, yeah. and the now data. now you're getting outside of what even it means to be a child. Right. And we're saying right. we're saying yes. young adults, right. 18, 19 year olds, and, and this is where the father hunger problems and, really and start how, to come out. How many of them are angry young men? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and they're comparing an accident right. to a murder. Right. Like the right. the apples and oranges equivocating and all this right. is, is disgusting. Even if they weren't playing with the data, though, I, yeah. I mean. Sure. I, I'm not like even if their data was right, although that's like helpful to know. And yeah. uh, clearly, yeah, like yeah. the data doesn't help them, and they're wrong and they're lying. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, but but even if it did, like we, this is what we're training kids to do. Like right. we're we're, tra we're telling them from the earliest years, your life doesn't matter. Yeah, There's no right. meaning to this world. That's right. Make it up as you go along. Dream a little dream. Find yourself. Worship yourself. We're going to talk to Mark Bauerlein next yeah. next yeah. segment about what the digital age has done to these people. But we, we, this is the, the amount of narcissism. Stare at yourself. Take pictures of yourself. Ooh. Worship yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when it turns out you're not a good God and you're not a good savior. <laughs> you're mad. You're mad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know why I'm not a good God? It's your fault. Right. Right. And then you go shoot mm. up people. Another uh, pre-revolutionary example is an act for the better ordering of Negroes and slaves enacted by South Carolina in 1712, which included provisions addressing firearm ownership by blacks. Oh. <laughs> Virginia also passed an act for preventing Negroes insurrections around the same time. I bet they didn't want those guys to have I guns. think I'm seeing a pattern here. Mm. Delaware instituted a law in December of 1831 that required free blacks to obtain a firearm license uh -oh. if they wish to have weapons in this. Not whites. Not whites. Yeah. Blacks, they got to get the licenses mm. if, they if they wanted to have a firearm. In the same way, wow. Maryland and Virginia passed laws that prohibited free, free blacks from carrying guns. Wow. Georgia soon followed them by barring free blacks from firearm ownership in, uh, entirely in 1833. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, but check this out. Although Nat Turner's rebellion motivated Southern legislation to restrict gun ownership to black people, ironically... No firearms were used during the uprising, but they uh -oh. they never saw oh. an opportunity that they wanted to waste. I'm a person of faith. My faith tells me that after I bow my head, we get to work. Today is a start. It's a start, and it's not the end. Oh, no, it's not the end, baby. Who's she bowing down to? <laughs> in 1844, the North Carolina Supreme Court, they ruled in the state versus Newsom that laws barring free blacks from using guns were not in violation of the Second Amendment. Oh, A no. similar decision was handed down in the Georgia court case of Cooper versus Mayor of Savannah, which ruled free persons of color have never been recognized as citizens. They are not intended to bear 
arms oh, wow. in 1879. I'll just keep You're going here. Oh, yet. no, 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 because we need to bang no. this one. Oh, wow, bro. Stop it. 1879, <laughs> white supremacists regained control of the Tennessee legislature, and it seems like in 2022, the New York City. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> the Tennessee legislature and impededly, I'm sorry. The, implemented. I'm sorry. Im implemented the Army and Navy law. Check this out. This banned the sale of all handguns except the Army Navy models, which were the most expensive models. So the requirement was considered to be the precursor to the Saturday night to Saturday night special laws currently used in the attempt to remove cheap firearms from the market. The timing of this law worked in favor of the cool Klux Klux Klan, the KKK. Oh. It's remembered. Its members, the KKK, had already armed themselves with all the cheap arms that they needed to, and kept it away from the poor. And the poor didn't have any chance to arm themselves mm. or they didn't even have enough money to create to get at the time to be armed. Wow. Arkansas also implemented a nearly identical law in 1881. South Carolina used a different method to keep minorities from owning firearms um, and people of color and mm. poor folks a law enacted in 1902 since we're here now mm. outlawed the sale of pistols to everyone except the sheriffs their special duties officers as well this may not seem very overtly racist on the front of it and their special duty officers though <laughs> were usually Ku Klux Klan members they weren't and, black people in South Carolina <laughs> blacks would be unable to secure weapons for themselves to defend themselves from the violence of the KKK. So this is what I want to ask you. Do you think it would have been better for your forefathers, the black man that I just got done talking about, to have weapons? Or nah, they didn't need them. Or do you think it would have been a good idea for them to have weapons? We have to understand that God's law is to make us free. And every law that is following after, mm -hmm. uh, every law should be following after yeah. God's law. Mm -hmm. And so when we are seeing laws enacted, I want to ask the question, is this making you free or not? Nah? Right. It's making us slaves. Right. Everything that she That's just right. did made us slaves. That's and, right. and I want to go back to what you said at the beginning, the, the difference making it, they're different um, gradations of, of human beings. It's being right. the, the metaphysics the, involved in this. It, it's implying there's, there's different... Um, stratus. Right. Like we need guns because we are those kind of people that need guns yeah. and you are not. Right. But you know what? When you were walking through that that list of, of things. Of gun laws. Gun, gun, gun laws. laws yeah. And particularly the ones, I don't know, it was Georgia or South Carolina somewhere in there that was saying where, where the, the court case that went up to the Supreme Court, I think, yeah. that, that said that, that blacks didn't need guns because they were not citizens. That's right. Which which means that mm. if you if you tie those things together, the implication of stuff that like Governor Hochul is saying here is that basically if we don't need guns because we're not citizens. That's exactly what she's saying. We're we're, we're like we're second That's class right. citizens. That's right. Yes. They, they yeah. are first class citizens. That's the right. Second Amendment applies to them. It doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to you. We, we, are, we are not to be trusted with protecting our families. You don't need the whole, body armor. The right. whole point of the social justice movement is to tell us that we haven't learned the lessons of the past. But I don't see one Black That's Lives right. Matter person out here saying, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. right. Where are they at? Mm -hmm. right. Because this is exact. Right. This should, if they're going to yeah. be the conscious of America, right. which they claim they want to be, they need to want to say, no, 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 no. This is the kind of thing that made us second-class citizens right. with the Constitution right. existing. Right. What Hochul is doing is exactly what the KKK did 
for decades. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and now we've right. all become the new Negroes. This is what the new Negroes looks like. Man. You, without the ability to be able to defend your neighbor right. and your closest neighbor, your wife and family mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Mark Bauerlein mm-hmm. yeah. next. We're the dumbest generation that. out how, here. How dumb Obviously. are we? How we're we're finding we? out this <laughs> stuff is passing in New York. More cross politics up next. Home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. This is where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! (laughs) Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Well, welcome back to Cross Politic. I need to pour my coffee before I start this segment. That's fair. I start talking to our guest, and he's fired up. Yeah, he is. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Using a smartphone or computer opens the door to a host of digital temptations in a world saturated with pornography. It makes you dumber. And other harmful content. Yes, it does. It does make you dumber. <laughs> What's a Christian supposed to do? We need to take a proactive approach, welcoming transparency in our digital media devices, and accountable to you, the word accountable, the number two, the word you, makes that easy. Their accountability <laughs> software shares detailed activity reports from all your devices and your kids' devices mm-hmm. in real time to the accountability partners that you choose. With accountability in place, your family can effectively guard against temptations online and live with purity and integrity. So learn more and try it for free at Accountable to You. That's Accountable, the number to the word you.com and if you want to know, let them know that we sent you put a little slash flf at the Dripology. end of that with us right now we are grateful to have the good doctor mark bauerline professor of english at emory university he's worked as a director of research and analysis at the national mm. endowment for the arts mm. where he oversaw studies about culture and american life and probably it probably broke him. I don't know. Yeah. National Endowment for the Arts. I, I, think, I think he's the smartest of the dumbest generation. Uh, probably I think, I think <laughs> probably yeah. so. Yeah. Also, the much-discussed uh, Reading at Risk survey of literary reading in America. His writing has appeared in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, mm. the San Francisco Chronicle, the Weekly Standard, just piles of other things. And he's here with us to talk today about his book, The Dumbest Generation. How the digital age stupefies young Americans <laughs> and jeopardizes our future. Mark, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. I am very happy to join you, gentlemen. I think that your first question, what do parents do? You guys are on it. Yeah. You know what parents need to do in this day and age 
uh, they need to do what I what I was doing with my son uh, a couple of hours ago. I started homeschooling him. Yeah. Here I pulled him out like millions of other parents have done. And, you know, we, we do our theology class together and I simply read to him some of the Psalms uh, and we talk about them. I might read to him the Sermon on the Mount. We might talk about that. We might talk about uh, Job and what he underwent. We might talk about Pontius Pilate saying, what is truth? <laughs> and we've got to give young people in America today what they haven't gotten in school and what they're not getting from their cell phones. Right. And that is foundations of the right kind. Foundations in God and church. Foundations in loving your country and your neighborhood. Trying to keep families together and to honor the great legacies of the past. Right. That are all there for them. Let's stop destroying the world <laughs> that our young children are entering. Mark. If you're 17 years old, you look at the world now and you see a chaotic, crazy culture. Right. And it's it's disorienting. It's it's confusing for them. And we know what we have to do to counteract it. Yeah. Mark but, Mark, you, you wrote this book back in two thousand nine, you know, the the dumbest generation. Um what objective uh, things that we can grab on that you use to analyze and how, how much more dumber have we gotten in 2022? Well, <laughs> that book came out at a time when everyone was raving over this internet thing and social media. Uh -huh. It was said that Facebook and texting and Google they were gonna make the smartest generation in human history. And we gave them a fateful sounding name, the millennials. <laughs> These are, this is the generation that's gonna lead America into the 21st century. They're the digital natives, they're the early adopters. They're so good with these tools. Boomers like me would say, can you show me how to use this thing? Uh, you know, five-year-old, please. Right. And the, the hype was massive for them, the cheerleading. And a few of us said, you know, it's actually a very bad thing for a 15 year old to walk around with 250 photos of himself in his pocket. <laughs> Not a good thing. It's a bad thing to hand them tools where I'm gonna take a picture of the food I'm gonna eat in 10 seconds and share it with, with the world because the world really cares. And so we, we said, this is awful. They're gonna grow up. What we're doing is we're, they're going to grow up with a false expectation of reality. We are not having them read the Gospels. We're not having them read great art and literature. We're letting them sink into their tools. And the schools certainly don't care uh, about giving the, the, the kids foundations in religion and literature and the great mm. stories of passion and betrayal and 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 faith and and honor no 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 we're gonna let them dive into these tools. and so what has happened so i actually have a book that came out recently called the digital uh, the dumbest generation grows up oh wow from stupefied youth to dangerous adults mm. now what does it happen these millennials they're now 33 years old they've been on facebook they were doing 4,000 text messages a month through their teenage years they're 33 years old and they thought life was going to be so great 
and they're sour. They're bitter. They're mm. disappointed. The wonders that were supposed to happen for them because they had such a great Facebook network when they were 15. <laughs> they come to zero. The thrill is gone. And the problem is they don't have anything to take its place. They don't pray. They mm. don't sacrifice. They're not getting married at nearly the rate that older generations did. They're not having children. And, and that's a place where you sacrifice. You find purpose and meaning in, in something like that. They don't, they don't have that. Mm. And so they are finding their meaning in politics. You know, they're finding their, 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 their meaning in, you know, making their hair purple or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And they're false gods, right? It's not working for them. And part of their anger is coming out in this cancel culture yeah. that they're pushing so hard. If you voice a biblical definition of marriage, we're going to get you fired from your job. That's right. We would have the wonderful world that we deserve to have if only we get rid of these bad people. That's how a utopian always ends up thinking. The world won't conform. And so, and, and you know, they did have utopia when they were 15. It was called the bedroom. They could go inside, shut the door, mm. turn on all the screens, the video game console. They, 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 they got the, 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 the music playing. They might have a video game going on. They're texting with others. They got the Facebook open. And what happens if someone in their Facebook network sends something that, that they don't like? Unfriend. If they get a text message from someone that they don't like, block that number they could remove anything from their little world that they didn't like. They, it would be all affirming. It was called, they even had a name for this, the daily me, it was called. <laughs> they could make a bubble in that bedroom. Wow. And, and over the years, again, it presented a false expectation of adulthood. Mm -hmm. They never had to deal with a disagreeable opinion. They never had mm -hmm. to face contrary belief. And now that they're 33 years old, they don't think they should have to. They've carried the norms they created in that teenage bedroom out into the workplace, the college campus, the public square. And if you don't go along, they, they, they get very offended. And it's time for you to shut up. They can't just say, okay, you know, everyone's got an opinion. I think you're a jerk, you know, and you walk away. No, no. I'm going to make you why mm -hmm. that's, that's where it says the dangerous adults. And if you tried to offer to them some of the warnings about trying to create a perfect society that you can find in the Bible, if you, if you tell them, you know, you're, you're, the world doesn't accord. You tell them the story of the tower of Babel and the presumptions that we saw among those fellows, they didn't get those lessons. Mm -mm. They didn't read George Orwell on where revolutionary thinking, you know, leads. They just don't know any better. Mark, um, ignorance can be very powerful. That's yeah. one thing. So, yeah. Mark, I was watching some older interviews of you in preparation for uh, uh, this interview, and in two thousand eight. Uh, there's a you're on this. I, I think it's Cooney PBS is what it was. New York New York PBS. And, and you said, I, I tell my class all the time that you're ignorant and dumb. 
<laughs> and 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 uh, first of all, I would have appreciated that from my professor when I was in college. That would have been you know some oh. real some real fact, real truth. But how, did you get fired? Did you get canceled from Emory? I mean, what you know? See, no one's come after you, have they? You know what I found on college campuses is if you're a conservative, but you are firm, you stand up. You state your piece with a smile and you do your work. You know, you show up for classes, you're, you, 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 they leave you alone. Mm. The, the left only comes after you if they think they can intimidate you. If they think they can make you bend. And I used to bend. I mean, I was kind of a liberal guy in the, in the nineties, <laughs> but if you don't, if you say, Hey, look, <laughs> you're wasting your breath. I'm not going to apologize for what I believe. I'm not going to try to explain myself to you. I mean, I've got a lot to apologize for in my life, but to you, no way. <laughs> yeah. uh, save your save your breath. And you know what? The left is smart. They do. They leave you alone. So my last 10, 12 years at Emory actually were, were very pleasant. Uh, they were very, I mean, I was kind of off the chart for them. I uh, kind of a, crazy guy. Uh, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't threaten anyone. I mean, if you have a department meeting and the vote is 22 to one on issues, I'm not a threat. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I don't want to play up my, 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 any roguishness, uh, that, that I might've had, but on the issue of the, the dumb part, Oh, I, I've been booed at speeches big time yeah. by young people. I've been insulted. I don't care. Okay. You're dumb. I was dumb when I was 18. And it's my job to tell you you're dumb. Okay. That's going to help you grow up. I'm not one of those professors who shows up suddenly at age 50 in September to start the year. And I suddenly got a ponytail and I got a little earring because I'm down with the kids. Uh, that's not me. So get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hold okay, we gotta Mark, you gonna hang around so we can talk to you a little more. I wanna talk to you a little more because I found you because I saw that I was dumb and I needed some more information and I found this video of you from thirteen years ago on Revolt TV. And I was like, I wanna talk to that guy. So I wanna talk to you. How would he how do we fix the dumb? We're going to talk about that. If you're a Fight, Laugh, Feast club member, you can get the backstage pass and enjoy the conversation That's that right. we're about to have with Mark. But until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Crust Politics. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world, dangerous to the principalities and powers, dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. <laughs> so, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.